Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Fired off the boards, it's going to come to center ice, and the Hurricanes will bring it away. Hustling in on the shot on goal, there's a rebound, oh, and Miller somehow made the save again! Oh, we are not worthy! We are not worthy! Usually the penalty-killing goalie's the best goalie on the ice, but oh. the power play goalie is here. Lordy! Well, the fans are giving Miller a standing ovation. I hope so! For both his save. Ryan Miller Knight. At KeyBank Center tonight, Jeremy White, Jody Biasi here. I know that save. Do you know that save? Can you can you visualize it in your in your head? Who's the opponent? Carolina. No, it's like a short side save. Pops out in front. He doesn't see it originally, and then right in time dives with like glove all the way across. Like in terms of his athletic saves, that's probably like one of the the top couple playoff save. Or is it just no. a, a regular season game against Carolina? I think that's like playoff race 2011. No, that was I th- no. when I pulled that. I think it was around 2008. Okay. Hmm. All right. So those middle years. Ryan Miller night at the uh, at KeyBank Center on the Western Hotline is Marty Baron. Marty, what's up? Good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. Now, very important. Was the big dinner with everybody last night or is it tonight? And if so... Do not tell us who was there. <laughs> Joe and I are going to draft alumni that we think will be in town tonight. So without telling us who was there, was it last night or is it tonight? Um, I didn't see anybody last night. Okay. We had rehearsal, obviously, for the big ceremony tonight. Uh, so I was busy with that. I know there's some guys were in town. Uh, tonight is probably going to be the night where everybody uh, lets loose after the game because some of them are going to go back tomorrow. Some of them are staying until Saturday, so there may be something else tomorrow night, but I think tonight's the night. Like, big event, let's let it loose, uh, let's have fun, and we'll figure out how we feel tomorrow morning. All right, one last question again, without telling us who. Are there some wild cards, some X-Factors in the alumni group that fans (laughs) might not expect to see, might be surprised to see a face they haven't seen in a while? Um, There is a couple of names that are... Uh, we haven't seen in a long time, okay. uh, which will be fun and mm. interesting. But we did have the list of the alumni in the pregame on Tuesday night. So if you guys we didn't cheated, see it, we didn't see it. You would, you would have seen it. We saw we saw five or six names that we have eliminated from consideration. Yeah, We've from eliminated those five or six names, and we have disqualified you from the draft because I think it's pretty safe <laughs> we, to assume we, you'll yeah, be in the building. We expect you to be there tonight. Yeah. So. 
Okay, good. All good. Right. I, I'm happy you guys expect me to be there. That's good. <laughs> well, well, Marty, like, let's let's talk about tonight. You know, a number to the rafters. Uh, RJ night a couple, last year was, was a great night at the arena. And, you know, RJ's connection with the fans and how long he's been part of the team. This one is a different one. This is this is for a former player. So, um, you know, what what does it mean for you to be there? What's it mean for Ryan Miller night for this this franchise to honor one of the one of the greats they've had? Well, I think the difference with RJ is RJ was all generations of Sabres fans, right? I mean, from the beginning until last year, every like fan of the Sabres that listened to the games on the radio or watched it on TV um, had an association with RJ, which was fantastic. With Ryan Miller, it's a certain generation of fans that were really, really into the Sabres. I mean, we're talking about some really successful seasons here for the Sabres and Ryan Miller. And what we saw this year with the return of the Goathead is there is a nostalgia about that generation of Sabres team. And I think that's what is going to be interesting tonight is a full house, uh, the fans' reaction, but just the, the, the generation of fans that were – 18, 19, 20, maybe 25 years old, and now we're looking at 15, 16 years later, and they have their own kids, and they want them to be into the Sabres, and the Sabres are are helping that cause this year with their place. So I I think it's going to be interesting to to connect the generation of fans uh, that want to bring back, you know, the 05, 06 years, and then connect them to this year. And 0506, you know, Marty, that that's a year where both Ryan Miller and you have great years. It's, you know, it's like a magical year in in Sabres history and how things went that year. So take us through that that process of that year going from a team that was not expected to do much to a team that, you know, we all think was absolutely capable of winning the Stanley Cup. So, but you have to go back to the 2003-2004 season where I mean, it's starting to look good, right? Uh, Drury, Briere, uh, Dumont, uh, you know, McKee. Like, it's starting to really, really look good. Uh, we missed the playoffs in the second last game of the season. I remember we're home uh, playing a game, and then we're scoreboard watching. And after the second period, we found out, well, we've been eliminated. But we were close. And then there's the lockout. And the lockout really you know, cut the wind out of our sails. And then we start the 05-06 season, new rules, you know, crack down on obstruction and hooking and holding. And for us goalies, it was new equipment, right? We didn't, we had, uh, they shrunk the size of the equipment. So there was a lot of differences. And that season, Ryan Miller started the first 10 games. Like, I remember thinking, okay, this is the time where finally we're going to, we're going to do it. I'm going to be the guy. Well, I didn't play at all during the lockout. Ryan Miller had a fantastic season in Rochester. He won top goalie uh, in the AHL. And then to start the 05-06 season, you know, Darcy Regeer and Lindy Ruff are thinking, let's see what we have in this guy. Let's give him, you know, the ball and let's him, let him run with it. Mm-hmm. So he started the first 10 games. I played one game against the New York Islanders. And then the morning skate against the Ottawa Senators, he got hurt, broke his hand. And then that's the famous, you know, 
have that Alfredson double hat trick, 10, <laughs> ten yes. loss. I was at that game. And it was just awful. <laughs> yeah, it was just awful. But so, like, they wanted the young kids, the Ryan Miller, uh, and, 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 well, the rest of the young kids kind of came about the rest of the year, later that year. But they wanted to give Millsy the ball, and he really took it and ran with it. And and that year, I mean, he's he's in the organization for six years before that happens. So is that the year where you kind of go, okay, this this kid's got it. Like, he, he could be a star in this league. Or was there a moment in a camp or a practice before that? Like, when did you first know, okay, he's got it? Um, it was the year of the lockout. And, and before that, like, I'll be honest with you guys, like, as a player, I never paid attention to the draft, right? Because – those guys are five, six years away, and you're like, well, I may not even be here. Like, there's a lot of a time to happen in five or six years. So when Millsy got drafted in 99, I, I have to worry about my own game, my own career, my own progression. I don't, I don't recall Ryan Miller getting drafted. He's a fifth-round pick. Who cares, right? I don't recall Ryan Miller, Michigan State, Hobie Baker, and all of that. I do remember Ryan Miller... 0405 Rochester American. I don't even remember Ryan Miller like getting called up in the season prior to that. Like, okay, he's a kid, he's getting called up, he's getting his first NHL game. That's great, great story, but I'm I'm the guy now, right? Yeah. So 0405, I went down to Rochester a few times and then I watched him play. Well, I watched the team play and I'm like, oh, I like this Paul Gustav guy. Ooh, I like Pominville. Ooh, I like Vanek. I like Roy. I like, uh, you know, everybody else. And this Ryan Miller guy, like, he's pretty good. Okay. Like, he's probably going to be my backup for a few years. Whoops. <laughs> that didn't happen. I was his backup for a couple of years, and, and deservedly so. He was, he, was that good. he was that good. Marty, how about the relationship between the two of you? As that starts to happen, you know, I mean, like you've you've had the net and had tandems around the league with a bunch of different guys, but Ryan would have been like the first that would have been an extended period, no? Or I mean, no, you're with you're with a lot of even before him, I guess. You're in the league a couple of years before that, so as the the, yeah. pro, the progression of your 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 partner, your tandem in net, what was it like with Miller at the start? Well, you know what, I I, I keep saying your partnership or your relationship with your your goalie partner um, is a weird one, right? Because you both want to play, but depending on where you are in your career or in your age or what you've accomplished, like it could change um, the relationship. With, with Ryan Miller, what really helped, and I, I'll be honest with you, like I wasn't happy that I didn't play the first 10 games of the season. Um, and I wasn't happy that the Sabres were, were trying to give Millsy uh, the 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 net, but he got hurt and I got to play a lot, and that allowed me to just you know play and not think about it. And by the time Millsy came back around Christmas New Year's, we have a pretty good goalie battle going on. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'm going to finish the season and I'm going to I'm I'm going to focus on if I play, I play. If I don't play. I got to be the best teammate I can be. And, and really the point of that was I thought I was going to be gone the summer of 06. Like I really thought, well, they're not going to keep me around if they're going to want Miller to be the guy. So I'm like, I'm just going to do everything I can 
to 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 better myself in a way, and then I'll be gone. Well, the summer of '06, I got resigned because I was still RFA for one more year, and then I've got another season. So I'm like, well, now I really have to, you know, help the team. We have this fantastic team that lost in this most unexpected way against Carolina. I want to win. I'd like to win a cup. Um, I gotta. I got to do my part, and if my part is to be the the best backup I can be, then I got to do that, and I got to help him. So we really worked well together. We, um, you know, we were both tall and skinny guys. Uh, we were student of the games, of the game and the NHL. So so we worked really well together. It was unfortunate I got traded. Now it was good for me, but I really could have stayed an extra three months and said, okay, I'm going to be a part of the present trophy of the playoffs and whatnot. Well, I got traded to Philly and I got a leg up in my, uh, my start with the Flyers. Marty, when you, when you talk to Ryan Miller about the time he had here after you left, what does he have to say about it? That it, uh, that it was different. I mean, the, the teams that had success here, Got a lot of people, you know, drunk on Sabres hockey and success and loving it. And then things obviously did not go as planned from that point forward. There were two playoff appearances. He won a Vezina trophy, so he had success. But I would imagine that years after those first two conference final runs, that for Miller, the pressure got dialed up and the results from the team were not what he was probably hoping for. Yeah, we never really talked about it a whole lot other than the fact that I remind them as much as I can that um, the New York Islanders, and I was on the Islanders team, um, we beat them 5 nothing in Long Island one year, and he got pulled after three, and Patty Lame had to go in the net. So I keep reminding them that. Like, hey, Millsy, remember when we beat you 5 nothing in Long Island? And he keeps laughing about it. But, um, no, I never really talked to him about what was different? And I know that you're right. There was a lot of differences after Drury left, uh, Briere left. And then, you know, bit by bit, the core group that was Brian Campbell leaves, right? There was a, a, a big shift forward. And I'm pretty sure, um, you know, knowing Ryan Miller, he put a lot of that pressure on his shoulders and the fact that it didn't go as well as it did before um, had to be pretty tough on him and on a lot of the guys that were in that locker room at the time. When you watch his game, like what what was it to you as from a goalie perspective that made him so good? Like was it strictly just like so technically sound that there wasn't a lot of overcommitting? Like when you would watch his game, like what would you see that you thought made him so good? See, funny enough, I, I didn't think Milsey was a good technical goaltender. Like, he moved in a way that sometimes he was, like, backwards in his net or sideways. Um, he was extremely athletic. And that was his, his, probably his best asset is the fact that he recovered so well in situations where I thought he was beat. And his anticipation and his reading of the play – was off the map. Like, he knew what was going to happen uh, before it actually happened. And the best goalies in the league, you know, Dominic Hasek, Ryan Miller. I played with Henrik Lundqvist. Like, it almost like Henrik Lundqvist would slow the game down. 
Um, I feel like Ryan Miller is his read and his anticipation was what set him apart. Like guys would say, How did he how did he know I was backdoor? How did he know I was going to the glove side? Like he just read the place so well that it's uh, it set him apart. So tonight you've got the alumni, you've got the game, you've got Ryan Miller night. Marty, uh, if we could switch to the actual hockey team, they could use some points here, right? They could find their game again and beat an opponent that's in front of them. If they want to get in this playoff race, they're not that far out of it. They probably are in it, um, but they, they they might they might be a good time to find their their A game soon. Yeah, and I I feel like their A game now has to be focused on on defensive side of the game, and and, and I'll include goaltending in there just because. Brian Duff has this this stat this year. I mean, you can find it anywhere. But basically, the Sabres have only one win when scoring three goals or less. All their wins are four or more goals this year. You've got to be able to win games 3-2 and 2-1. And I understand that scoring goals is great. And to be able to be top five, top three, tops in the league in goals scored per game is an achievement. And it's going to get you somewhere because of the way that the game is played now. There's a lot more offense. But you still have to win, you know, the 2-1 to one game and the 3-2 to two games at times. And against Chicago, it was probably more on display right there. They were up 3-1 after two. They never got the fourth goal. But you still have to lock it down and win that game 3-1 or 3-2. They lose it for three in overtime, right? So, so for me, that's the focus now. You're in January, February, March. The defensive side of the game has to shine, has to come through. Uh, you have to have a goalie steal your game, and we haven't had that, and that's why I think the Sabres are struggling of late a little bit. And on that, like, goalie stealing games, UPL had a really good run there, Marty. We're watching, you know, his development and the Sabres being willing to lean on him a bit more. How have you, you know, we're talking about Ryan Miller technically right here. How have you liked what Lukanen has done to, I don't know, sharpen his game up? I think there's there's two parts of, of Lukanen's game that are completely opposite. One um, is, is down low game, around the net, his lateral movement. Like, he's extremely, incredibly uh, good at taking away the bottom of the net of the post plays, the, the quick deflections, the quick passes to the slot. He's really good. And then there's a long-range game where shots from the point with screens and deflections, um, you know, where he has to battle through it. Um, I feel like that needs a lot more help. That needs to be worked on. Uh, and it has for the last few years, and it has gotten better. But that, to me, is the the two polar opposite of his game right now. Uh, so uh, it's it's getting better, and he's developing, and he's progressing, which I love to see. It hasn't stayed plateaued. It hasn't stalled. He keeps progressing, and he keeps getting better. And I think that's why the Sabres now have made the decision to put, like, Vinny Hennis throws on waivers yesterday, because – they want to be able to say, hey, this is where we have. We have three goalies right now. We're not moving Anderson. We're not moving Comrie. But Ukopeka Lukanen is the guy that we're focusing on, and we have to continue to develop. Marty Baran on the Western Hotline. Marty, 
Have a good time tonight. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the weekend with um, everybody that's back in town. Well, I, uh, I'm going to take tomorrow off on Sabres Live because I, <laughs> I anticipate I may have to recover. All right. <laughs> well, enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Marty. Marty Braun in the Western Hotline. Hmm. On our draft of the alumni that are going to be there, I now feel like we can't do it because the list was public and people will be able to, like, just... I did not see it on Tuesday night on the broadcast. I did not either. We could still do it. No one has sent it in, though, right? No. I was thinking, though, about an idea. Like, the Sabres have their ceremony all planned out, mm-hmm. so I'm not saying they should do it differently, but entertain this idea for next time. The next jersey retirement, all right? Tage Thompson. Is that, is that who's next? <laughs> Who is next? Is Tage the favorite to be the next jersey uh, retirement? He could be, couldn't he? Isn't it possible he is the fa- Darlene, I guess, could could be the same. But Who's going to retire first? Who's not on the team right now that would have a jersey retire? Nobody, right? I mean, My not only retiring. thought would be Mogilney, but I don't think they would retire Mogilney. Yeah. Wouldn't they have done that by now? You, yeah. would, you would think. I mean, they took a long time to get around to Dominic Hasek. But there were... Other reasons for that, weren't there? Like the way it ended? Maybe. The breakup? Well, anyway. They didn't want him to get booed let's when, say, when he was Jersey would be retired? Let's say it is Tage Thompson. Okay. Instead of the traditional Jersey ceremony, here's what I think you should do. You bring 20 alumni back. You don't tell mm-hmm. him who's back in town. And then you have a Royal Rumble-style entrance with the, the <laughs> clock ticking down three. <laughs> That's awesome. Two, one. Yes. And then... I want to. I want to dance with somebody. Oh, it's Jeff it's Skinner. Jeff Skinner. <laughs> you play the goal song. He skates out on the uh, ice. Oh, next. They talk. They talk for a minute, and then the yeah. countdown tick. It's Abba. Right. Victor Olafson. Olafson's back, and nobody knows who's here. Yep. Except the the game presentation people, and it ends up being a mix between a Royal Rumble and This Is Your Life and a Jersey retirement, and Tage doesn't even know who's going to be there. That's and, I love that. Oh, who's this? Oh, it's. All right. It's Patrick Berglund who's here. I'd, I'd like to. Oh. <laughs> wow. I'd like to start a motion to put Jeremy in charge of all Jersey <laughs> retirement ceremonies from here on out. Sabotka. It's got to be Sabotka's coming out right now. <laughs> he was a part of that trade package. <laughs> I'm just saying. I like it. You know? All right. Uh, Chris Trapasso on the other side. We're going to talk a little bit about this Bills Bengals matchup and about the big topic around town this week, which has been Josh Allen throwing the ball deep. Chris wrote a piece for CBS Sports about. That and supporting it in a big way, saying the Bills should absolutely lean into this strength of Allen to throw the ball deep. So we'll get to Chris Trapasso, and coming up at 9 o'clock, Ian Eagle, CBS. He's got the call of the game on Sunday against Cincinnati. Jeremy White, Jody Biasi here on WGR. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.